Y'all, I am so excited to tell you about my favorite chocolate brand, Savage Los Angeles, founded by the incredible friend of the pod, amazing human, and badass CEO of Savage Los Angeles, Alexa Silvaggio. So a little bit about Savage Los Angeles. Alexa doesn't believe in guilty pleasure. Over at Savage, they believe in pleasure done well. Pleasure done wholeheartedly and presently. It is vegan, it is paleo, it is gluten-free, it is absolutely delicious. And even on the packaging, it reminds us to pause, breathe, and savor. It reminds us to slow down and fully experience it. One of my favorite things that Savage stands for and reminds you is that loving yourself is a savage act. So in order to bring y'all a little more magic, we have teamed up with the incredible Savage Los Angeles to bring you 15% off your order with the code SAVAGEDISNEYENERGY because duh. When you use that code at checkout, you will also receive a one month free access to their newest site, Savage Practices. So be sure to check them out and don't forget to pause, breathe, and savor. Have a magically savage day. Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy, baby! Let's make some magic! Y'all, thank you for joining me on another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy. I am so thrilled to have my dearest friend return for another episode on a film that I have not seen in definitely over a decade. She is one of my closest friends, someone I admire so much, and is one of the most badass people working in casting in Chicago, the one and only Emma Gruel. Hello. Yay, I'm so glad you I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad. Oh, oh, I am so happy to be back. I love this. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so um we'd like to start off the episode by asking the same three questions to all of our guests, repeat or otherwise. So what is your relationship like with Disney? Oh, love Disney, have always loved it ever since a little babe, <laughs> loved it. Um, yeah, I, I had a huge princess phase and Disney phase when I was sure. young and was just like obsessed. I had people call me by the names of princesses and um, I also pretended to be villains. It wasn't exclusively princesses. So I love that. Yeah. You're not, you, you are all inclusive of all yes. Disney characters. Big right. Disney energy from the start. Right. <laughs> right. From the womb. Basically. From, from the womb. Great. Great. As it should be, as it should yes. be. And what would your top three Disney movies be? Okay. In no particular order, mm -hmm. top three are The Little Mermaid, uh, love. Hercules, mm -hmm. and The Hunchback of Notre Dame, oh. which is what we're talking about today. It's like I know I it's like I knew that that was in your top three, but I think when I was rewatching, I forgot that, but I knew you loved it. But I, yeah. I'm so thrilled to have you as an expert on this film because it was basically like I watched it for the first time today, which we'll get into. But oh, <laughs> God, it is crazy to me that it has been over a decade for you. Yeah, I know. And especially that it's Alan Menken. I mean, it's shocking. It's shocking. It's offensive. I feel like I've insulted Alan. But, <laughs> you know, now I'm like, oh, this is a soundtrack I will listen to when I work out. Like, this oh, is a yeah, powerful so ass soundtrack. Yes. Um, last question. If you could be any Disney character, who would you be? Mm, should I like pick a different one every <gasps> time we do this podcast? It's like so hard to just pick one. Yes. I, mean, I love that. Yeah. Give me okay. a different one. Let just, just a preface, um, on the last episode Emma and I did together, uh, which was on Sleeping Beauty, Emma said Maleficent, uh, which I mean, obviously who yeah. would not? So yes, give me another one. I love that idea. Okay. Yeah. I feel like if I wanted to be a princess, if I could just be a princess for a day, it would be um, Megara. 
or I guess a Disney heroine because I don't think she's technically a princess, but I hate people use that caveat. She's the fucking yes, heroine. So she is. Yeah. I'm and like a Greek goddess. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fantastic. What a deep cut. No, Again. Like got the big hair. She's uh, got the purple, beautiful dress. You love she's purple. got the sassy attitude and the low voice. I love yes. her. Yes. We I mean, oh, I can't I cannot wait to do that film because I think it is so underrated. I think people forget about it all the time. And it has some of the best characters in the entire Disney verse, including Meg. I mean, she's fabulous. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. I actually kept thinking like rewatching a lot of these, you know, like true blue nineties, uh, Disney films. I was thinking in the animation, well, that, I mean, Hunchback reminded me of Beauty and the Beast, like some of the big like sweeping, oh, we're just getting CGI, you know, that kind of vibe. But I have to say, just to segue into our film today, as Emma said, we are reviewing Hunchback of Notre Dame and I'm so excited. Um, But I was struck by how much Esmeralda reminded me of Megara. Which I, I know. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of saw it through that lens as well watching this time, um, which I don't normally see other than they both have purple as their main aura. I mean, and right. <laughs> and Emma Grill loves nothing if she does not love purple, you know? It's as a great color. <laughs> and it's royal. It's regal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Very hey. royal. Um, yeah, so Hunchback, released in 1996, always makes me feel really old when I list 1990s dates. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I was nine. Don't worry about it. But um, but immediately, I, I love that they give us the Disney logo, and then they go straight into, like, Notre Dame being in the clouds, like, high yes. fucking drama from Jump. I know. And this is very reminiscent. The animation, the like opening sequence is very reminiscent of Hercules, actually, because it's very like the clouds Mount Olympus, <gasps> which I had yes. never thought before either. But I was like thinking about them both together when yes. I was watching this one. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And we were like thrust into like full on like Paris, like, you know, French Revolution, maybe time. Uh, Yeah, right, right. Exactly. They're like, if you didn't know, Disney loves French people. Like, they're like, we love France. We love France. They're like, it's fancy. French is, you know, they're like, come to France, except for this Paris, which is really fucking scary. But I'll get to that later. But, (laughs) but so it's narrated and maybe you know his name, but uh, I, I deemed, sorry. (laughs) Clopin. Clopin. Oh, ah, we. So uh, I I noted, I was like narrated by Harlequin Clown clown Man. So, (laughs) you know, I was like, (laughs) like, what is his name? Okay, great. Um, Clopin, C-L-O-P-I-N. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. So we get him. I love that he serves as a narrator. Um, and I love that they're like, look, Paris is kind of crazy. Maybe it's sexy. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. (laughs) And they're like, it is actually really fucking scary because we will immediately introduce you to our villain Frollo, as I like to call Mm -hmm. Frollo Baggins. And he is insane. And these gypsies are just trying to get away. And Frollo Baggins shows up and he's like, listen, I'm just trying to get rid of y'all. And I'm assuming Quasi's mom, Quasimodo's mom, gypsy Mm -hmm. mom. Okay. So he, you know, she's running, she's trying to get away, gets to Notre Dame. um, And Frollo catches up with her. And just casually knocks her down the steps of Notre Dame and kills her because he thought she was stealing something. After she has claimed sanctuary. Yes. Banging on the church, claiming sanctuary. Yeah. Stop it. Oh, my God. I missed that. Okay. Wow. 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 That makes everything mean a lot more later on. Yes. Yes. He's one of the nastiest villains in Disney history, I think. Yeah. He's one of those, like, 
real ass fucking white guys, big yes. dick energy. Yes. And he is a nasty motherfucker. Yes. And I love that he has big dick energy while I would absolutely maintain has like a very small dick, you know, <laughs> like, which makes him that much worse. Like, and thousand percent. Yes. It's like you cannot even back up the energy you're bringing to the table. And like, therefore, you are abhorrible. He's absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah. And so he knocks her down. She's dead. And then he takes what maybe he thought was a loaf of bread and is actually a fucking child, calls it a monster, and then is going to throw it into a well. And luckily, the archdeacon is archdeacon. I think it's archdeacon. Yeah, maybe. Arch, Okay. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the archdeacon is like, um, no, you can't do this. Also, Notre Dame is going to know what you've done forever. Yeah. Like, you are shady. I know you killed her. And so he's like, fine, you take him and we'll just like put him in a bell tower. What? Mm-hmm. Like, how is that the first 10 minutes of any film? I know. I know, it's but wild. it's the flashback. It's it is. The, you're right. 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 Yes. We know he's been nasty for 20 years, yes. more than that, but at least 20 years. Yeah. Yes. And did you know the Archdeacon mm-hmm. voice, act, voice actor is David Ogden Steers, yes. the infamous Hogsworth in Beauty and the Beast, Radcliffe mm-hmm. and Wiggins in Pocahontas. Yes. We love Oh, he is... Oh, he is one of those voice actors. I mean, he is truly royalty to me. Like if I, if I, if I ever got to meet him, I would be so, so starstruck. I was having this conversation, um, when I was potting about Tarzan and I was like, oh, there was one time where I got to meet Rosie O'Donnell when I worked in a gap in college. And, um, I was so overwhelmed by, I, I was just so overwhelmed by meeting her. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but mostly it was because of her playing Turk in Tarzan. Oh, yes. Wait, yes. what did you say to her? I, I literally had to walk out of the room into the other side of the shop and then come <laughs> back because I was so, so excited. And she's just one of those people to me where I'm like, she. I just think she can do no wrong. I think she's so funny and mm-hmm. is who she is and has, and has some fucking chutzpah. And I just love that about her. And Turk is so iconic to me. I truly think that is like some, some of the best voice acting ever. And oh, yeah, yeah. Like that. And that was why I was like, Oh, I also loved, you know, your talk show in the nineties, but more important and league of our own, you know, but I was like, more importantly, can we talk about Turk? And I'm sure that that would have been the last fucking thing anyone has maybe ever said to her. And I wish I had, because maybe she would have felt cool, but I was like, you are the coolest person ever. Thank you for voicing a tiny gorilla. Oh you know? my God. That's such an amazing yeah. story. But yeah, oh, he's, I love her. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. David Ogden Steers is so, so, so brilliant. And I love that he can do something like Cogsworth that is so over the top. And then mm-hmm. it's just casually like an archdeacon, you know, oh, it's like, I know. yeah, I love that. And I love in these earlier Disney movies, how they recycle the same voice actors, like not mm-hmm. even actors, you know, just it's truly like voice of artists. Of actors. Yeah, it's they so really do. Yeah. There yeah. was, um, Jim Cummings, who, yes. Uh, yes, he also has a, a very small role in this. He plays like some townspeople, some guards. Like, that's what I love. I'm like, you can be the voice of Winnie the fucking Pooh. And then you're like, yeah, no problem. I'll stop in for some guards. <laughs> what? I know. Ugh. I feel like him and Frank Welker are like yes. the most Disney yes. of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Clopin has now, a.k.a. Harlequin Clowman, has returned back to the narrating portion. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to give you a little puppet show just so you get what's going on for sure. I want it to be yeah. super, super clear. And he then like, it's the comedy with the tragedy. Yes. Know? Yeah. Kind of, because this movie is real. It is very real. It is very dark. And they're like, you know, yeah, people were getting hung and like burned at the stake, but also there were gypsies and they were great dancers. So it's about balance, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> they want us to feel a sense of balance. Yeah. <laughs> and this this fucking opening, I mean, Alan Menken, like it I think oh my god, I feel like I could talk just for an hour about I could talk yes. for him about him just for an hour, but truly like the range that this showed 
me. And I literally, I didn't look up who it was until the end of, until the end of me watching it. I'd forgotten it was him. And, and, and it made me, I'm glad I didn't because it is so unlike any other Disney film he's done in terms of tone and style. Like it really does sound like Andrew Lloyd Webber. I was like, I kept being Mm -hmm. like Phantom of the fucking opera. Like he is here. Like what is going on? Yes. And I I love this opening. He's like, I'm going to give you full choral moment. I'm going to give you a swell. I mean, really incredible. And the visual is like starting from the streets of Paris and sweep up through the cathedral into mm-hmm. the top tower, the top yeah. bell tower. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, it. I know. That ending shot, like meeting Quasimodo, is so incredible. And and I love how they transition that from the past into present day. Yes. And where the Festival of Fools is going on, we immediately meet Hugo and the other gargoyles. Like, <laughs> God, God bless Jason Alexander. We do not deserve him. I mean, <laughs> like, you yes. can be, you know, the king in uh, Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston and be like a star, uh, you know, of one of the best sitcoms of all time. And then like, yeah, you'll just like casually voice a gargoyle. It just, it's amazing. It's amazing. All of the comic relief for this film. Yes. Literally rests completely on their (laughs) shoulders and Jolly the goat. That's it. Like no one else is carrying that wagon. It is just them. (laughs) Yes. And the gargoyles are named Victor, Hugo, and Laverne. And Victor and Hugo are named Victor. Victor Hugo. Hugo. Oh my God. Oh my God. Notre Dame. Oh my God. And then did, do you think they were just like Laverne for like, it's like, you're like something beautiful and Bob, you know, it's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, Oh, definitely Victor and Hugo and Laverne. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, we'll never say her name, but it'll be funny. You know, it'll be like a funny joke for us. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so grateful they're there. They are. And it really is like such a stacked cast of 90s like prime time a-listers like absolutely I mean give me Demi Moore any day of the week and you I mean give me Kevin Klein also I mean and like truly I I was like oh my god this is like everyone's heyday like 1996 like popular of course Demi Moore voiced a heroine in a Disney movie yes and like Frollo for how nasty he is is voiced by the incredible Tony J. Oh my God. He is also the voice of Monsieur Dark in Beauty and the Beast. Yes. The Asylum. Yes. Yes. You know, might be the same character. We don't know. Might have just changed his name because it's both in Paris and he's a really creepy, nasty man both times. Honestly, I like want to do a side by side because I feel like their face is exactly the same. Yeah. Like yeah. it's almost identical. Very similar. Like maybe he had some slight plastic surgery. Yeah. Maybe an adjustment, but like not a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I feel like he got his chin shaved off a little, maybe some like <laughs> injections in his cheeks, like a little filler, but that's it. Mm-hmm. But, but they are, they're both terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's so brilliant. Wicked. And, and oh, oh, he's so good. I looked up an interview of him talking and uh-huh. he doesn't, like he just talks in Frollo voice. He's not really changing his voice that much at all for this. Wow. <laughs> it's like, wow. it's like, wow, I can't believe someone was born with that voice. It's, I mean, truly a gift. And I didn't realize he was a, like a member of Royal Shakespeare company. I mean, like his oh. accolades are wild. Like yeah. he, yeah. What an incredible career. And, uh, Quasimodo voiced by Tom Hulse, I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm is, not sure if it's Hulse or Hulse. Or Hulse. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was nominated for an Oscar for Amadeus. He played Mozart in Amadeus. Like, what? Yeah, I love, I'm like, and then you're Quasimodo. Like, what? It just, and a beautiful singing voice. Oh my God, his voice is incredible. I love that he sings, and uh, and so does. well, Demi, no, Demi Moore doesn't. No, she has a voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, Yeah. Lady Mullenhauer. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's wonderful. Oh, like gorgeous. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's he, stacked, everyone. Okay, it's just stacked. It's the just fucking stacked, guys. Stacked. We love it. We love it. We love to see it. Um, so, and then the gargoyles were up in the bell tower. The gargoyles, needless to say, we meet Quasimodo's like sweet little model that he makes oh, of the town yes. that he can't go down to. He is an artiste. He is a true artiste. And the gargoyles are like, listen, we want you to have a good time. We think you should go down down there like just go ahead and go outside so he's like okay well fine maybe i will and then of course frollo baggin shows up and interrupts his fucking exit and then again i was like is this an opera it's almost an opera right yeah yeah it's very okay 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 Okay. this weird alphabet game like religious zealot version i love this i had forgotten this it's like a abomination (laughs) B blasphemy, <laughs> C contrition. Oh my god! E damnation, E eternal damnation. <laughs> like, oh my what? god! And oh, and then he slips up and says F festival. Oh yes, it's it's so For so me. strange. Yeah, and I was like, this guy's insane. And and I definitely feel like it's like a full on Stockholm syndrome situation. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I doesn't even fully live with him. It's no. It's awful. Really spooky. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, remember, you're only safe inside." So basically, <laughs> yeah. what's happening to all of us? But you know, <laughs> yeah, big COVID nineteen vibes. Yes, <laughs> huge, huge. Yeah, I was, re- I was like, "Wow, wow, 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 wow." I identify, I identify. Um, <laughs> but then, then because of this, and I was like, "Is this the COVID anthem next to?" Uh, Rapunzel songs entangled, yes. but I was like, out there is the COVID anthem. I think I it is. I think I we found it. The exact same thing. It's like Quasimodo talking to his past self. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this is literally us, not the TV show, but actually our lives. This is horrible. Yeah. But that song, I mean, what a banger. That is a great a number. Masterpiece. It really is. And I love, I love listening to the, the soundtrack or the cast album from the production they did at Paper Mill Playhouse. Um, I I haven't listened to that much. Okay, great. Yes, you must. It is so terrific. Yeah, it's terrific. Yeah, it's really excellent. But this song really stands out there and stood out to me again so much. It's just beautiful. The way they animate it is so beautiful. Yeah, I loved it's it. gorgeous. And it starts with like Frollo and Quasimodo and it's really dark and then it yes. so much yes. and you can swell as you talk uh, before. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah, just that classic swell. And then we, but then he does decide to go, which was always yeah. exciting to me. I was like, okay, good. Yeah, get out there. We go down to the festival. We're in the he streets of Paris. From this scene. <laughs> yes. This oh, scene. This, this is... is it was honestly really, really hard for me to watch. I was like, oh, I, maybe this is why I didn't watch it a lot. Yeah, I know. And like, I, it is yeah, so I hard. Think it's why most people forget about this movie and sleep on this movie because it's not really a kid's movie. It's really it's not. animated and mm-hmm. yeah, it's Disney, but it's, it's really a movie for adults. It's bleak and real and tragic yeah. and dark. Yeah. And you know, Esmeralda is a super, super hottie patati and is oh, like yeah. dancing and essentially like pole dances for a minute. I'm like, wow, will we, wow. I mean, very J-Lo. yes, very JLo would love <laughs> to see her in a live action of this. That would be, Ooh, yes. yes. Calling that, calling that Disney, you can call love me. That. Yeah. We'll, we'll make that happen. Um, and so the guards like start giving her shit and then hottie captain Kevin Klein rolls on in. I mean, I, I'm very, very attracted to the captain. I think he's very good looking. I do. Yes. Yes. He is a very good prince like figure. He's not a prince, but yes. Um, yeah. He's a great one. Yeah. He fills that. He fills that prince void in this film yes. for sure. Um, but yeah, like the animation, I, I just kept being so blown away by it. I was like, this is truly wild. Cause this was like when Disney really started experimenting and figuring out like computer generated imaging and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just, it's 
mind blowing. It's so beautiful. The way they do the stained glass in Notre Dame is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's like the shadowing and the contouring mm-hmm. and the light. I mean, it is, it is beautiful. Yeah. It really is. Papers. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the captain goes to Frollo. He's like, Hey, I'm reporting from my first day of work. What's the deal? <laughs> um, and <laughs> my first day of school and Frollo Baggins is like, um, great. Cool. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to kill off all of the gypsies. So just one by one, are you in? And he's like, I'm so sorry. You made me come back from war because you're trying to deal with gypsies. Like, what? Right. He's the captain in the fucking French army. Like, what a waste of his time. Also, you're trying to kill them off one by one. You're fucking insane. He's insane. No. And we've got this ants metaphor that Oof. I never picked up on as a kid where oh, yeah. they're on this, um, they've got this concrete slab that they're walking by mm-hmm. and there are three ants on top and Frollo says, I'm going to kill them all one by one. And... <sighs> smashes kills all three of those and then he pulls up the concrete slab and there are like tons more ants hundreds of ants yes he's like i think they have a hideout and then he slams the concrete slab (gasps) on top of all of those ants and kills all the hundreds of ants showing what he wants to do to the gypsies and i remember watching this when i was like 12 Mm -hmm. and being like i never got that before yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, that completely went over my head. I feel yeah. like so, so much of this, I, I hadn't, I just had no idea how dark it was, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, that shit, it, that shit was crazy. From then I was like, I hate you. I mean, I knew I didn't like you, but like, I abhor you. Like, it's not even like a, oh, you know, like Ursula is like terrible <laughs> and, right. and like keeps people's souls, but at least she's like hot and like dances and like, you know, is curvy right. and like, we have a great song. I'm like, no, and we'll get to his fucking song. But I'm like, no, you are actually satanic. Like, yes. I re- oh, yes. this is, you frighten me as an adult. Like, I, yes. <laughs> I'm like, if I saw someone dressed as Frollo, I'd be like, other direction. No, thank you. I'm oh, like, not. Uh, have you seen some? <laughs> dressed as him at disney world it's fucking scary no oh my god i don't want to no that's <laughs> it. imagine his face as like a mask on a like six foot five man terrifying <laughs> like, nope terrifying. nope hard pass hard pass yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so meanwhile they have this like first day of school meeting we are at the festival and we get topsy-turvy i mean what a bop Love, 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 love. Dogs are walking people. People are flipping upside down. People are on tilts. Yes. Yeah. Shit is super, super lit. It is a lit ass (laughs) festival. Summertime shy. Everyone is drunk. It is wild. Yes. Very Mardi Gras. Very Mardi Gras. Yes, yes, yes. And Quasi accidentally falls into Esmeralda's tent and she's like, I don't care, even though Jolly the goat is like, ew, gross, look at his face. And she's like, whatever, like, nice mask. Doesn't even fucking blink. Like, and I'm instantly like, you're the coolest bitch I've ever seen. Like, you're like, what? And truly, like, what an incredible set of character traits to give a Disney heroine, especially in the 90s, to be, like, so... I, I so confident and to not be afraid to stand up to male figures. I mean, Belle, you know, very similarly, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like this is around the time that they started realizing that like they needed to start making princesses like badass women, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she can dance, but she can also fight. Yeah. Like she's like, cool, cool, cool. I also know sorcery. So like, (laughs) yeah. And also witchcraft. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So get in line. Yeah. But I'll fuck you up. Don't think twice. Yeah. She, and, and she's still super hot. Like that's like, you know, and I I love, I love that paradigm. I love that contrast. I'm like, yes, like let Elsa like be gorgeous and stunning and have a great braid and like have a great reveal. (laughs) But then also like she will fuck you up with some ice, you know, like when she gets mad, like get out of her fucking way. She will shoot. dangerous. Yes. And that I love, I love when Disney allows women to be powerful and dangerous and it not be seen as something that's negative. 
I think it is so cool. So, so cool. And also being sexy at the same time. Yes, because we can do all, we do all of it. It's like women are complex or something. That's so weird. So, so, (laughs) it's like we're not Snow White. I don't get Uh, it. Um, But, but, (laughs) right. Uh, but Topsy Turvy did always make me super anxious. It did make me anxious again oh, when I rewatched no. it because every time. I every time it's like the Can Can song and Moulin Rouge, like that, like build up that it's like it's starting to get out of control, and I know something not great is coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I watch this movie like every six months, and this scene <laughs> it never gets easier to watch. Oh, it's oh. so it's. It's it's so brutal. And so we get Esmeralda Esmeralda being like hot, thick. She's like, yes, I'm going to like do a little pole dance. We are living. J-Lo. Costume change on her. Yes. Yes. Nick's scarf. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then, of course, Quasi gets revealed and is named the ugliest face in Paris. And I, I was like. I felt like I like stopped breathing. I started getting so embarrassed and so sad. I was like, this is, it's really, really brutal. And people throwing tomatoes at him and then like tying him down and spinning him around. And, right, and then for a moment we get, oh, wait, no, everyone. Like we asked for the ugliest face in yes. all of the earth. Yes. So let's celebrate. Yes. Celebrate it for a moment. A right. moment. right. And then someone starts throwing tomatoes at him and then it all goes downhill from there. Yeah. And Frollo totally ignores him. And of course, Esmeralda, just like the kindest, bravest human that she is, goes up to him to free him and like does not listen to Frollo, totally denies him telling her to stop. And then she calls him a fucking fool. I mean, like- like we love a social justice queen. Yes, we do. Yes, we love to see it. <laughs> and then he's like, "Fine, arrest her." And she's like, "Yeah, cool, sounds good." And fucking vanishes. And then crowd surfs. Like, yes. I mean, who? I mean, how do we not stand Esmeralda? I'm like, she is so forgotten about. She is so yes. fucking awesome. She's Thank so you great. So much. Yes, I feel like people sleep on her all the time. She's one of my faves. Yes, and we yes. also get this great moment from when she disappears from Frollo putting his hands in front of his face and saying witchcraft yes yes yeah we love yes yes yeah we love yeah we love a social justice queen we also love a queen who you know also is a witch I mean we'll always stand for sorcery and witchcraft and is she the only Disney heroine that's also a witch I mean, maybe some would say Elsa. Oh, true. Maybe, true, true, true. Yeah. but I'll have to think about that. I think so. Ooh, I can't because now I'm now I'm just that. yeah yeah because now I'm just thinking of like everyone in Harry Potter and I'm like that's different Tyler <laughs> but I'm like well duh Bellatrix and Hermione I'm like okay oh, different that's, that's different. a different episode yeah um but no she's so hot and like. Truly, as I said earlier, I was like, she is like Megara, like just like curvy and beautiful and confident and not going to like doesn't put up with shit from men. Like, I mean, when I saw her spit in Frollo's face, I was stunned. I was like, for this to happen in 1996, like that's pretty fucking great. Like, you know, I I felt like it happened in the 15th century. But right. also, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But both yeah. are amazing. Both are amazing. Both of those times. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I, <laughs> I kept noting. I was like, yeah, I think that I didn't rewatch this because it was so hard to watch how mean they are. Yeah. Um, and it was. Yeah, it was super painful. And I feel like from this scene on, they just keep reinforcing the idea that like what is different from you, like it scares people. That's the reason they don't like it, which Mm -hmm. I think it was totally the message in Tarzan. I mean, like I love, I love seeing these overarching themes and truly that like, you know, we are so, and Pocahontas, oh my God. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, what is different is scary to people, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be who you are. You know, that doesn't mean someone that won't love you like, or love you because you're different. Like, uh, Disney. Right. And how fear can 
you know, inflict mob mentality. Yes. How yes. When you get to know something, you're not afraid of it anymore. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we, we go inside of Notre Dame and Esmeralda and Captain Kevin Klein have a full on face off. Um, yeah. and, and I also love that Jolly, her goat has just like a sensible matching earring. Oh you my know? God. We love Jolly. We, we love Jolly. Jolly. <laughs> we stand Jolly. Beauty. He's so cute. And again, like truly one of rounds out the four like characters that bring comic relief to the entire film. Yes. Like <laughs> thank God for Jolly and his cute little earring. I know. Um, so cute. He is. And then, yeah, it's like. We Frollo is there again, and as you mentioned earlier, I was like, this motherfucker has such, like, oh, just such white male energy. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just so fucking intense. It's so prevalent. He feels so privileged. And I'm like, literally for what? I don't even know what your fucking job is. Are you the chief of police? Like, who the fuck are you? Are you involved in the church? I can't figure it out. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, it definitely seems like both because he's, yeah. yeah, he is in charge of the police force, but he's yes. also like super religious. So you would think he'd be involved with the church, but the archdeacon can't fucking stand him. So I don't no, know. I don't know either. It's just like full nineties white male energy. Ugh, and, yeah. and luckily Esmeralda, she claims sanctuary in the yeah. church um, because Captain Kevin Klein tells her to do that. And, um, and, so, but now she can't leave and she's basically quarantined with Quasimodo. Yep. Yep. We've had, we have the famous line, you've chosen a magnificent prison, but it is a prison nonetheless. Oh man, 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 man. I know. I didn't realize how much this was watching this movie right now is going to affect my quarantine feelings <laughs> yes I, I know I didn't either I was like oh right okay like I expect that from Tangled you know I'm like I get that right. but like no this is the quarantine film like this oh. is it right here um and as a kid I was like oh what's the big deal she's got this fucking huge ass church she'll be fine why does she feel like she needs to leave like <laughs> retro I know yeah uh -oh. I'm like oh my god if someone made me stay in a tower for 16 years like whatevs I would get to paint and do all this cool shit I'm like it's your dream I, it is my dream it actually might be my dream I like quarantine hasn't been terrible for me I, but also has been terrible you know it's a, it's about balance it's fun right, when I'm right. painting right it's fun when I'm <laughs> painting baking or doing anything Rapunzel's doing um yes. before 8 a.m which does feel like every day um <laughs> you are Rapunzel oh yes. my god <laughs> oh my god best compliment of my life best compliment <laughs> of my life um so and then we get Oh, God help the outcasts, which oh. woof, woof. I compl I forgot about that song. It is so beautiful. It's just stunning. It's so moving. I know it's, I mean, yeah, it just like as an atheist, this song gives me pause because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah this is everything that's wonderful about religion is actually being a decent human being and being mm -hmm. fucking kind and generous and giving with others. Like mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. And, and then we got these religious hypocrites like Frollo who are ruling the world. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I cannot. Yeah. It's so true. And using, and using it as something that can be powerful over other people for, yeah for bad, you know, it's not Absolutely. for bad. It for yeah, right. and yeah. Yeah. Those words you said, not the word <laughs> I said, which was just for bad. So <laughs> it was like, it was like the bad version of for good from wicked, you know, I know that song. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and, and this mm -hmm. song I did not know until yesterday has a fabulous Bette Midler cover. Um, excuse me. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yep. You're okay, going to cool. go look it up. Google's uh, right now. Way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Who doesn't love, who doesn't love a Bette Midler cover? I mean, oh, I know. And the fact that she was like, yeah, this song, this is the yeah. one I want to do. She was like, this is a song for me. I'll sing about the outcast. Cause I'm the voice of the outcast. You are, we love you. We'll always stand Bette Midler and everything. Oh uh, yes. Um, I, so then Esmeralda follows 
quasi up to his tower and she's like, man, and she sees his tiny little figures and she's like, which also <laughs> just to draw a Tennessee Williams, uh, analogy, I was like, is Quasimodo Laura from Glass Menagerie? Like definitely a vibe. You know what I mean? Love that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a vibe. Very that. Very but, that. Yeah, but, like, much cooler than Laura, if we're being honest, you know. like well, right, yeah. Laura didn't make the figurines, right? Yeah, it's – that, that bitch didn't blow glass. <laughs> yeah, mean, like, okay, no, I, but, yeah. No, but I'm like, you're right. Yeah, she did not. Yeah. yeah not yeah. as cool. Not as cool, Laura. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but I do – I love that Esmeralda is like, okay, great. If I could make some tiny figures, I would not be dancing for coins. And she straight up says that. And I LOL'd. And I was like, I'm like, little did Disney know the phrase, anything for coins would be a hot, you know, a hot commodity right now. I died. I thought that was so funny. Like, yes. Oh, you got to get that coin. Yes. And so, and so quasi- Quasi is like, okay, great. Well, I'm going to help you out because you totally helped me. So don't worry. I'm going to climb your ass and your goat's ass down the side of Notre Dame. No problem. Yeah, just, just that building, you know, you may have yes. seen it. Just that, you may have that seen really, it. really tall one in Paris, uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah Are you familiar? Down that. We're going to scale it with no ropes. Yeah. Not repelling, just literally scaling down the side of a building like Spider-Man, but with no sticky. Yeah. I, it's great. I mean, yeah. this is a fucking friendship. Yeah, like, it is. Like my BFF? Yeah. You want to be mine? Great. Yes. And I also did like, I liked the friendship that developed mm-hmm. between them. I forgot that they didn't end up together. Clearly I haven't seen this in so long. And, um, and I was like, Oh my God, they're having these intimate moments on the roof. It's so beautiful. And then I love that, you know, I mean, I I guess the argument could also be like, she ends up with a hot guy, but like, I love that Quasimodo, which I didn't love. I was like, I wish she would have ended up with Quasimodo, but I do love that it is a platonic relationship between two lead characters in a Disney movie, which I feel like never happened. You know? Yeah. And they paint the friendship in such a romantic way. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in like chemistry or whatever. It is platonic, but in like a beautiful sweeping, sweep you off your feet friendship. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and the idea that like, yeah, like, you know, you can have friendships that are romantic and friendships are so intimate. And I love that they put so much intimacy into it. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, please. Can you just show these tweens and like little kids that you do not have to fall in love with everyone you have some sort of connection with? Like, oh my God, you I could know. just be their very dear friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I have such mixed feelings about Esmeralda ending up with Phoebus instead of Quasimodo. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. It's so, it does feel like it's Disney saying, oh, she can't end up with Quasi. We have to put the two hot people together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it is nice that, like, just because he, Quasi does love her and has mm-hmm. done so much for her, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that he deserves her. Like, yes. Yes. He's doing things for her. It doesn't mean Great he's point. like rewarded with her. Great point. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. But, yep. but it, yeah, but I, but like, right. For all intents and purposes, you think probably they should end up together and maybe Disney was too afraid to do that. I have really mixed feelings about yeah, it. Yeah, I do too. And I think, yeah, in 1996, they were definitely like, yeah, that no one's ready for that. I think they would do that now, you know, or I would hope that they would. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting, but it is what I feel. It is real. Yes. Whether you like it or not. Like, yeah, most of the time hot people do end up. I mean, like it's, it's kind of like, you're right. You know, you're right. At the same time, like, (laughs) yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. No, I just, I live, I feel all the feelings with that. Yeah. I mean, Jesse on Saved by the Bell was never going to end up with Zach Morris. You know what I mean? Like that was a Kelly Kapowski from Jump. Like just to bring in a hard, fast 90s reference. <laughs> uh, totally believe you. I've yeah. never seen it. 
Wow. Great. Well, podcast is ended. I am now a ghost because and now you're speaking to me from my grave. No, <laughs> I'm sure. Wow. Okay. And that's when we do a podcast just about, uh, yeah, just, just about say by the bell and Disney and how it relates okay. to Disney. Um, great, 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 great. Um, meaning, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, obviously like Eric is not going to end up with like third sister from the left, he's going to end up with the most beautiful sister. How about that reference? Like, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I hear it. I know. And it, it's like, uh, it is it's, still real. It is still it is. real. Whether you, this, you're doing right. it in a movie or not in you're 2020 right. is to be seen, but like walking around the streets. Yeah. That, that is more likely to happen than the other scenario. 100%. Um, so, and at this point, quasi is like sprung. He is like, Ooh, I love Esmeralda. I'm super yes. into her. I'm going to sing about heaven's light. I'm going to ring these bells, the bells, oh, the bells. Yeah. It's so beautiful. beautiful song. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. I, I love all of those moments. And I love that. I love and hate that this movie is like, cool, cool, cool. Going to give you something beautiful and then going to rip it away from you and take you to Frodo Baggins fucking lair. Like, and it's literally the same song. It's yes. light slash <gasps> fire. Emma, it's like, what a gift to have such an expert on this movie. You are literally blowing my mind. I feel like I'm in college. I'm in a class. (laughs) This song has only been on my iPod since I had the first iPod ever. An iPod (laughs) Right, right. Oh my God. Oh, classic. Did you have those like fucking uh, Disney greatest hits? 100% obviously yeah so we're there and this bitch now is singing about heaven's light but it's just all fucking fire and and then all these robed men in red are there and they show up because he's uh-huh. like fuck uh, this song was so complicated I was also very shocked I mean very very shocked by like the content of this song yes. I was like wait a minute so he he is going to burn her because he is attracted to her and he can't well, have her. Yeah, what? he's only going to burn her if, if she does not consent to be with him. 100%. And so that be a religious hypocrite, but wow. he's also a fucking creep. Yeah, it was so fucked up. He was disgusting. I was I like, the, yeah, the, this song was also very hard for me to watch. I yeah. was like oh, you're just like so pissed and so ashamed. And also now when you leave this song, you're just like completely possessed, you know? Yeah. And where the fuck is he singing this? Like supposedly he's in the church still or in the cathedral, but he's like got this fucking blazing fire. It's this long corridor. No one else is there. It doesn't seem to have, it's like his secret little fucking scary chamber. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. And then I, I love that Captain Kevin Klein is like, Oh, are you okay? And he's like, Oh yeah, just had an issue with the fire. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I this. love that line. That's yes. so uh yeah. He yes. says, choose me or your pyre, be mine or you will burn. Woo! <gasps> Y'all. That is some fucked up shit. This was a, it was a truly a wild ride of a song. And then he just goes on a full maniacal rampage and is like, great, let's start burning people. And luckily Kevin Klein is like, no, no fucking way. And then jumps into a burning house and saves a fucking family. And then of course, you know, his ass gets knocked the fuck out by the other soldiers, but they shoot arrows at him. He falls off of a bridge into a body of water. Things pick up fast from here. They really do. And like, I love, yeah, it's like, luckily Esmeralda is around. She keeps being able to save him. Like when they almost beheaded him, like (gasps) the different forms of death that are shown in this movie is insane. And I'm sure are like, you know, 1500s Paris, you know, I'm sure shit was bananas. I just arbitrarily made up um, that century. So, you know, I could be wrong, but it feels right. 1500s? You're close. 1400s. It's 1400s. It's late 1400s. Yeah. Classic. They have have a joke like, oh, that is so 1470. 
Yes. Or, or yeah, he, the wine. Yeah. The wine. Yeah. He was like, that was a bad year. Yeah. 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 Classic. We love a 1470s joke. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that in for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he starts, yeah, he's burning people. Shit. Re- yeah. As you said, shit fucking pops off. Like, shit starts getting nuts. And that's when I kept, I think, out loud was like, what are we doing here? Like, what? Like, he is a maniac. He and I mean, it was just it was insane. I'm like, is he so, so upset about one fucking girl saying no to him and escaping that then he becomes a full on sociopath? And that's exactly what it is. I mean, he's like possessed by the devil. He's you're right. And the townspeople are saying that too. Like they're like, yeah, gone mad. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, I that did make me happy that like this was an instance when they weren't all banding you know, like together with a villain. I was like, thank God. If y'all sided with him, I'd be like, fuck all y'all. This is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's nuts. This is not a beauty and the beast situation. Like we are not, no, not long. No, none at all. We're done with that shit. Goodbye. None at all. And then he straight up just lights Paris on fire, which like also, yes. And also like watching this, I was like then thinking about Notre Dame actually when it caught on fire and how awful that was. And like, I was just like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, yeah. And I'm like, also you just set a city on fire. Like this dude is wild. He's wild. He has to be stopped. He does. And Mm -hmm. again, luckily, true evil. evil, Yeah. And again, luckily in the midst of all this, like just horror, we get the gargoyles and we still have Jolly the goat. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm like, from them. Yes. We get guy like you, right. Guy like you. Um, and I'm like, it is to me the most Alan Menken song next to out there in the entire movie, like just quintessential Disney. Like they're like, we'll give you one cute song, everything else, dramatic, serious, and scary. So yeah. Yeah. Very big, uh, friend like me vibes. Yes. Perfect. All over the place. Yeah. It's fun. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. It is so, so good. I loved that song. And then, and then, yeah. <laughs> as Mar- you're like, Oh, thank God. Something's so funny. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. To relieve. I always find that song so out of place. <laughs> no. The climax of the movie. It is also a very out of place in the rest of the score, but I was like, I'm sure Disney was like, okay, Alan, like we have to have you write something that isn't right. like scary and serious, right. you right. know? And, and I mean, so on its yeah. own, yes, it's a very good song. But naturally, I mean, yeah, it does. You know, it does definitely interrupt the arc of the film. A little bit. <laughs> but it, it does give me a reprieve. So I, I was yeah. grateful. Well, I was definitely right. grateful. That's its purpose. And hey, it's it's fine. We'll leave right. it. We'll, we'll leave it. it. We'll allow it. It's fine. Um, and then Esmeralda brings Captain Kevin Klein back. And Quasi is like, I'm not like super into this situation because I thought this was like a you plus me. And now it's like a you plus me plus Captain yeah. Kevin Klein. And I don't know how I feel about that. And she's like, cool. He's wounded. He's going to stay here. Also, I'm just going to sew up his wound real fast with like needle and thread. What? Ooh, no. yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Or like what looks like mold wine on it. Yeah. I'm like, how yeah. much sanitize? You know, like is yeah. that really sanitizing the wound? I'm a little confused. Unless it's moonshine, I don't think it's doing the job. Right. You know, just that <laughs> French moonshine that 1947 good year was yeah. a really good year for that. Um, <laughs> and then and then they have a full on fucking make out session, like bona fide make out session right in front of Quasi and Quasi's little heart breaks and he rips up his little ace card. Yeah, he's heartbroken, yeah. He is. I catch before that they are fully making out in the background. Like I thought it was like a kiss and then we mm-hmm. see his heartbreak and then we, you know, they're like, oh, a second kiss. But no, they're, they're fully making out. Yes, full on making out. And then, of course, Frollo Baggins shows up and, you know, just has to fuck shit up again. And then basically, yeah, then Quasi's like, he was right. Frollo's always right. He's right about everything, which made me so fucking sad. I know. It's, it's terrible. But then because... 
Quasi, Quasimodo is so fucking brave. He defies gravity constantly, like full Idina Menzel. He's like, don't even fucking worry about it. Let it go. I am jumping off this fucking church. Like he is so brave. Yeah. Yeah. And he's strong too, as we oh, learn. Yeah. He picks up Captain Kevin Klein, And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Interested. Interested. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he's like, okay, great. I we have to go find Esmeralda. Like we got to make sure everything's chill uh, because Frollo is gonna, you know, just fucking destroy all the ants at dawn, essentially. Yes, so he, he, he knows where their hideout is. Yes, hacking with a thousand men. Yes, yes. And so he's like, okay, cool. Um, I got a collab with, you know, Captain Kevin, even though I'm yes. not super into it. Um, <laughs> little moment between them where they're like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. And they're like talking over each other. And then yes. they're like, we got to work together. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I really, really right. like that. Um, and then, you know, I would just, this is the point in the podcast when I would just like to make it very clear that I don't care how hot someone is. I will not come and retrieve you from the catacombs of Paris. Just want to make that fucking crystal clear. That's insane. Like I was like, fucking suicide mission. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, we get down there. Of course they like kind of get attacked by all the gypsies that we think are like bones and skeletons. Um, it's like through this very, um, catchy, little number little yes yes they're miracles yeah I think I I think I noted I was like oh yeah Clopin is there and then they almost die during the gypsy execution party like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) what is this we are that's the world we're in (laughs) right right and then a fucking course Frollo fucking Baggins rolls on up because he fucking followed them. He's such a piece of shit. Like, truly, there is no redeeming quality about him. Like, no, Prince, no. Prince John is terrible and steals all of the poor's money, and it's absolutely awful. But he is so sickening and such a queen and wears great jewelry and <laughs> has a great little snake that wears a tiny hat. You know, it's like there's something yep. about him you love. Scar is so, so... just like manipulative and fun. Like you love to hate him. I just hate, hate Frollo. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the only things that I like about Frollo is the fact that he's voiced by Tony J and Uh, his fabulous rings. Oh, Um, he has, he does have great jewelry. He's got got a little ruby and an emerald and a sapphire, but you know, those rings don't have to stay on him. So we just take the rings off. Correct. And, and I'm done with him. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah good, goodbye. We are <laughs> done with you. Because you just told us that you were going to burn people at the stake. So like, <sighs> what? Like, again, I say, what? Um, and and then Quasi, because he is so amazing. Oh, my God. I love this, this moment when he saves Esmeralda. And from oh, yes. literally being burned at the stake. Wow, Disney. Wow, Disney. Wow. No, he like actually walks through the fire and yes. like doesn't catch on fire at all. So, yeah. so maybe he's a wizard. Divine intervention going on here. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Notre Dame is protecting him big time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I love that at this point, we're just like in a full on French revolution. Like he's oh, like, liberty, fraternity. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Let's yeah, like he's like no justice yeah, and I'm like whatever you say. You're holding her body above your head. Like I am called to arms, quasi. Moment he like saves her from the fire and then holds her up and cries sanctuary for her because she's passed out. Mm -hmm. It's it. I just tears instantly. Tears coming out of my face every time I watch this. It's so. A horrible but beautiful. I mean, it's just it's, it's beautiful. The most cathartic moment. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really beautifully done. It, it really is. And then Mr. Baggins, Frollo charges the cathedral, and then of oh. course it's yeah. Then it really is just like full on French Revolution. Like also, got, I oh go yes. Oh, we've got gargoyles. They're like shooting pellets down at people and dropping yes. bricks on people. Yes. And then we have this great moment where they have they have a fucking catapult 
and on the catapult is a cauldron of lava and they uh-huh. just push the entire catapult wheels, cart and all off of Notre Dame. Yes. And it falls on people. And they're like, are you sure that's how it works? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. I definitely, <laughs> right. I definitely noted. I was like, huh? So now it's, it's the French revolution. Great. It's raining magma from the ceiling, from yeah. like the outer levels of Notre Dame. I mean, just it's like wild. pouring out of gargoyles. Pouring out of it. Like yes. not our friendly gargoyles, like no. gargoyle spouts. It's like yes. just lava raining down from Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame is like, no, it really is a spectacle. Yeah. That's, that's the perfect word for it. I love that Notre Dame is like, no, we are protecting the people we love. Like this is full karmatic intervention here. I also, I also love that they keep having a joke recall moment with this old man who at the beginning of the movie was in a cage falls and then lands. He's like, I'm free. (laughs) And then lands into stakes. And then now he, he is free again and then he falls into the sewer i'm like i can't and it says there's like a sign that says like le sewer or like mon sewer mon sewer that's right (laughs) i was like it's some disney animator bit that is so fucking funny we all i also love that laverne um the like gargoyle c she gets this awesome wizard of oz joke um yes where she's like fly my pretties i was like oh my god like what The animators were just going wild. The whole movie, Laverne is the one that all the birds want to like land on because she's a gargoyle. Yes. So then she uses her um, bird affinity for good. She says, why am I pretty? (laughs) It's perfect. It's It's so brilliant. Um, And then Frollo comes in. He's like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Somehow he gets through and is like, I am here. Well, I mean, he's there to kill Quasi. Um, And then luckily, Quasi escapes with Esmeralda onto the balcony. Thank God. Yes. Um, And then they're all holding on. They're all hanging off. Frollo, good fucking riddance. Like, get, oh, the gargoyle broke to kill you? Thank fucking God. I mean, and this is true divine intervention because yes. the gargoyle this is a gargoyle that has not come to life in the movie yes. so far and it literally comes to life as like a demon gargoyle yes takes frollo down into the lava it's, it's like, amazing it's oh amazing no, you're gonna get your karmic due yes oh it's so so good and then quasi falls out of esmeralda's hands but luckily oh. we have captain kevin klein just a sweet little bromance he catches him right exactly then we get this friendship between the two dudes and that's so sweet and i do love when quasimodo takes their hands and puts them together like as a sign Mm -hmm. and yeah he's like would you love each other you need to be together yeah and then they go outside and it's like i also was like i love that they're both wearing white it's like basically a marriage but not and then they like (laughs) that's so true they they like exit the church and they're basically i mean they're heroes and then i love that they take the time oh this is always a part that makes me so emotional when they call quasi out he goes outside and then he is like led into the people and everyone yeah. cheers for him. Yeah. It is just that yeah. ending stuck out in my head so much. It's so beautiful and so I know. lovely. It's like a young girl that comes up and hugs him because yes. she's not afraid of him. And then, the yes. oh my God, it's so good. It's so, this so great. It's like one of the most cathartic movies and catharsis is one of my favorite feelings to feel when I'm watching movies and television. Yes, yes. Yeah, God, it's so beautiful. It's really, it's so well done. It is. I, well, what what would you say your biggest takeaway is? Oh, okay. Um, it's going to be a quote from this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Who is the monster and who is the man? Emma Gruel. Mike, and it's over. Thanks for coming. Great. It's been great. It's been great. It's been great. I think that's so, so true. Yeah. I mean, and I think again, what we said earlier about what fear can drive people to do and fear of the unknown drives people to do and fear of things that are different than themselves. I mean, damn. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I also have a quote 
Um, okay. Uh, if and it comes at the very beginning of the movie from mm-hmm. one of the gargoyles. If watching is all you're going to do, then you're going to watch your life go by without you. Oh, yes. And I love, I love that quote. And I think it's so true. And I think there is, it's, you know, there's obviously like all this different stuff with religion. And, you know, I think there's something really, um, there's so much about fear and being brave and, and, and truly, I think, you know, allowing allowing someone to have that much power over you to not participate, to be a participant in your own life, you know, and like you have the choice and you have the power and the agency. And that because there is total mob mentality in this and it's in, in both ways, right? Like they can turn on Quasimodo and then they accept him right away when everyone else starts standing up. It's just like strength in numbers. Totally. It's tons of great life lessons in this film. I mean, as I said, I, when I was in middle school, I did like a rewatch of almost all of my Disney movies from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I watched this one and I never really liked Hunchback of Notre Dame before middle school. And I, I watched it and I just remember that moment. So clearly I was like, this has changed my life. This is such, this changes the way that I, this changes the way that I view the world. That's amazing. I love that. And that's what I love about, you know, I think Disney movies, they're so profound in so many ways. And, and I, and even when they are darker like this, I think they have so much to say. And I love when they would take risks like this because they generally are like really trying to hone in on a message or a feeling. And I, I just think it's, I think that's awesome. That's so beautiful. And I love that you love this movie so much. It was, it was, I couldn't have asked for a better person to talk to about it because I, it was as if I saw it for the first time today. So it was, it's so, yeah, it's so fun. And I immediately was like, and the entire soundtrack is now on my Disney workout playlist. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, it's a fucking fab soundtrack. (laughs) Yes, it is. Wait, wait, which is your favorite song, would you say? Oh, out there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's that like is a really valid. close call for me between that and God help the outcasts, but oh. I think you also have to choose out there. Yes, yes. I mean, it slaps. It just does. It does. As the kids say, as the youths say, it slabs. Um, I'm so glad you joined me again on BDE. This was so much fun to have you here. You're just such a gem. I'm so grateful that you came. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Yay! Okay, until next time. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. We'll see you real soon. 